So today, we're going to continue our series in Ephesians titled Deeper, and, and we're finishing up the mini-series in the bigger series called Top Ten Blessings. We're going to continue to talk today about those blessings, and, and, and I'm going to briefly, just quickly summarize the other blessings in case you missed them, or, or if you weren't here, or whatever, or you forgot about them. So I'll just go through them, the first seven here. The first one is the blessing of being in Christ. It's incredible how many times Paul says that again and again and again through all his little letters, but including Ephesians. The blessing of being in Christ. The blessing of being chosen is the second one. The blessing of being predestined and adopted. Wow, that's powerful. We're going to talk a little bit more about that today. The blessing of being redeemed. The blessing of forgiveness. The blessing of his grace lavished upon us. The blessing of knowing the mystery of God's will. Incredible. And our final three blessings, I'm going to read the scripture and then just tell you the blessing and then I'm going to go a little bit deeper into them. So let's go back to the scripture here. Verse 10 I'm going to pick up. As a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth, in him we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, so that we who were the first to hope in Christ might be to the praise of his glory. The first blessing that we're going to talk about today, the blessing of an eternal inheritance. That's found in verse 10 to 12. Picking up now back in verse 13. In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. And that's that second blessing. The blessing of being sealed by the Holy Spirit. Now to verse 14. The Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. Now, depending on what translation you you read from regularly, you might get the blessing of a guaranteed inheritance and the blessing of a guarantee inheritance. And so those make up that final blessing, which we'll talk a little bit more about in a minute here. The three blessings. You see, these three blessings are actually basic understandings of who we are in Christ when we come to faith in him. I I think personally they're a little bit worded differently than I would normally say them, or or perhaps honestly ever say them. Paul words them a little bit different, but Paul is just saying these are basic understandings when you come to faith in Jesus. But he's grabbing our attention and speaking to the very nature of who we are through these blessings. He's defining and giving breath to the very innate need that we have as humans. You know, that desire to know who we are. Who are we? And, and, and honestly, I think we all have that drive, not only to find out who we are, but why we're here. And Christ is saying to us through Paul, you don't need to wonder who you are. You don't need to worry about what this life holds for you or or what your life will come to when you breathe your last breath. What I want you to know, Christ is saying, is that you're mine. I've loved you from the very start of it all. You're mine. And God has not and will not stop speaking that over us and over you. 
So God is saying to us, and again, Paul words it aptly, your inheritance is given freely from me. It's yours. I have planned it to be so. So just walk in that truth. And I mean, we know how one was to gain inheritance in that time. You had to be a son. That was kind of the way it is. And that's what Paul is saying. You, you need to be inherited to receive it. And that's what Christ does. He inherits us into the kingdom. He inherits us into the family. And Paul covers that in verses prior, as Barry read earlier. And so for those of you, maybe, maybe you're struggling with understanding that. Maybe you're struggling with understanding if you fit in that picture. Because maybe you're, you're, you're feeling broken today. Maybe you're feeling like you don't belong to God. Maybe you're here this morning and, and you wouldn't identify yourself as a son or a daughter. And know that I've been there. I, I, I identify with you. I, I've been in places and days and weeks and months and years of struggling with, am I God's? But I've learned through the truth of God's word, which says, yeah, we don't deserve his love, and yet he pours it out for us. He's called us his own through adoption. And that adoption is permanent. It's forever. And so when you're adopted, you get that inheritance. It is yours. But we are not only just, just claimed, we are loved. We are claimed as his daughter and his Son, and he's never letting us go. And Paul is telling us here that it's a blessing when we know that, but not just know that in our head, but know that in our heart. When we start to actually act that out, when we start to live it out, and, and man, when we start living in that reality, when we start saying, okay, God, I'm yours, and I'm just going to live that way, we start not to live by fear, we start not to live by, by kind of wondering about what our life is, what it means, and we, we don't start stressing out about, God, I, I sinned, and I don't know if, if your grace is good enough because, man, this sin is really messy. I, I messed this one up. But God is saying, no, no, my grace is more sufficient than any sin you may sin. It doesn't matter what you do. My grace is sufficient. My love is conquering that. My love covers you from head to toe. And no matter what thing you might do does not define you. I define you. My love defines you. So we need to start living in that knowledge. We need to start realizing that God is where we are found. That inheritance is claimed by him. And it is in that that brings life and joy. And that's where we start to live out of. So do you know you're blessed by God through the guaranteed inheritance because Jesus has already done the work and all that is left to do is just accept and live in that reality. Let's move on to the second blessing here. Do you know that you're blessed by the sealing of the Holy Spirit? For some of you, you may know this amazing truth already. You may understand when I say that, you're like, yep, got it, guaranteed, know it. I know I'm sealed by the Holy Spirit. For me, as I read it, I'm like, what does that even mean? That's kind of weird wording again, Paul. What are you trying to, what are you trying to say through this? And so as I delved into it, I started to understand what that sealing is. It's not like a sealing of an envelope. It's not kind of this like temporary seal that's meant to be open one day. It's not, not it, it's permanent. 
That's what it is. And, and the seal that's actually being talked about is kind of a weird picture, but it's, it's in Paul's context. It's in his understanding that he's writing this from. And what that seal is, is actually like a branding. That would be the best description from our current context. I, I don't know about you, how, if you've been to a branding, I, I was fortunate enough to be at a branding. I found it really weird. I'm not a farmer by any stretch. And I got invited out to go to a branding by one of my farmer's friends in Medicine Hat. And I had the delightful job of grabbing the cow's tail, flipping the cow over on its side, and holding that cow down. Grabbing the legs, putting my one leg on his kind of butt, and pulling out that leg so it doesn't kick and so it doesn't move. And then someone else would grab the front side and just lay on it and just make sure that that cow wasn't moving. Because what we're about to do is going to hurt, but it's for its own protection. It's for its own good. Because they give it the immunizations. They start, they start treating the cow for di potential diseases that are going to come up. So that calf is going to live a full life, a good life. And then they're going to come along with a hot branding, a hot iron, and go to the cow and just mark it. And for me, I was like, this is cruel. This is, this is kind, of, kind of like a... Why would you do this? I mean, it's a cow. Everyone knows it's going to be yours. You don't need to mark it. But they, but they started explaining to me, no, no, no. Sometimes the cows, they get out of the pen. And they can wander wherever they want. Because our land is huge. And, and so they get to go from this whole big field. And sometimes they get out. And, and when they get out, sometimes if they're not marked, no one knows whose cow it is. And that mark is saying, this is our cow. And in the same way, this is what Paul is saying. He was actually talking about that kind of seal, that kind of branding that was done for slaves back in that time. And it was saying, we as Christians, we're sealed. God has put his seal on us. The Holy Spirit is the seal in which God claims us. Paul is saying here, when you doubt, when you start to get into that kind of feeling space, the feelings that are like, I'm going to tell you how to feel. I'm going to tell you the way your life is going to go, which is not how we're supposed to live at all. We're not supposed to be guided by our feelings. We're not supposed to be living out of our feelings because that can take us into some dangerous places. Paul is saying here, God is the one who owns us. He's the one who controls us. He's the one who actually claims us and dictates where we're supposed to live. And so here's a little truth in those moments when you're struggling with it, when you have those feeling days. When you came to faith in Jesus, you know when you invite him into your life by confessing him as Lord of your life, you no longer need to worry about your feelings of saying, maybe I am not good enough. Maybe, maybe God thinks, he, maybe he's angry at me and he doesn't want me a part of his family anymore. Well, you don't need to worry about that. You don't need to worry about your salvation. Why? Because it is done. Jesus has done all the work. He paid the price. He restored our relationship with God. And all you need to do is just accept that gift. And when you've accepted that gift, you can live in that grace forever. And just in case you ever worry about it, if it's still good, if it still holds to be true, if you're still saved, I've sent my spirit to live with you. And it is a promise, a sealing promise, that I will be with you both now and forever. So God's Holy Spirit is that seal, the assurance that God is holding you both now and forever and 
forever, for today, tomorrow, and every other day. It's a covenantal promise that God has made with us. He says, if you accepted me, I will not go back on my word. I am with you. When I said, if you come to me, all who are heavy burdened, I will give you rest. It's Jesus saying to us through Paul that I am always with you, even to the very end of the age, as he declares in Matthew 28. I am with you, my disciple. I am with you. And when you take your last breath here on earth, you take your first breath in my presence. In verse 14, there's this kind of, I, I, I call it a little secret that Paul is ending this section of scripture in. And it's pretty cool. I don't know if you caught it when we read it. I already told you it's that final blessing. But I want to explain it a little bit better. And the blessing is, it, it's the blessing of the Holy Spirit, who's our seal, being also our guarantee of our inheritance and the guaranteed inheritance. Guaranteed means it's 100% done. It's accomplished. We know where we're going when we die. Like I said, our last breath here on earth is our first breath in heaven. It's done. It's promised. Full. It's yours. But it's also our guarantee inheritance, which means... You know those moments when you're spending time with God, whether it's worship... For me, one of those moments always happens, and this is why I love our senior high retreats or our junior high retreats. We go out to Camp Caroline, we spend time, we just worship God, we get into his word, we spend time just talking with one another, encouraging one, one another. For those, for those times that is spent away retreating, getting away, getting close to God, those are kind of some of my spiritual mountaintop moments. I find that that's when I'm just so connected with God. I just feel his presence. I know worship is also another moment like that. And, and so whatever that moment is for you, whether it's you praying and you're just feeling really connected with God, whether it's someone speaking into your life and you're just like, yes, that's God. That's God speaking through you. Whether it's you praying, singing, whatever it might be, maybe it's drawing or, or doing a sport that is just God has blessed you with. And, and, it, and it's just an amazing time when you just do that sport because it's you just worshiping God through your physical activity. Whatever it might be, whatever that moment is, that kind of high pinnacle moment with God, that is a guarantee of his presence. That's just a foretaste of the amazing inheritance that we have in God. We have the blessing and a promised life full of God, full of his presence through the power of the Holy Spirit, and one which God is still working out in our life. That's just a foretaste of what's to come. It's just a promise of what heaven actually is going to look like, what that eternal life with God is going to be. It's just going to be full of those moments of just always feeling connected with the Father. I think one of the funniest things that I've ever heard in my life is when someone says to me, man, I just can't wait to die and, and go see God. And I'm like, that is a weird thing. You, if you want to die, we need to talk because that's not cool. But like, what, I find that such a strange mindset. I understand what they're saying. I know they're saying I can't wait to be with God and, and his full presence. But we're not created to be looking towards the afterlife. We're created to be looking at the Savior. 
We're created to be walking hand in hand with Jesus, asking Jesus, like Jesus asked the Father, how can I bring your will, your presence, down to earth? How can I make this world, my world, our world, your world, God? How can I make it look more like heaven, which is just really just full of your presence? And that's all heaven is. It's just full of God's presence. How, it's, there's an interesting word that the Bible uses. It's, it's Shekinah glory. It's just God's presence present. How can we make our world, your world, look more like that? That's the mindset we should have. We should have the mindset of saying, God, we want this world to look like your world. We want it to be yours. And that's what I mean when I'm saying the guarantee inheritance. It's saying, God, I know this is just a taste of what you're like, but I want the world to feel it. I want, I want my neighbor to see your glory. I want my neighbor to know you. I want that person I go to school with, that person I go to work with, to know you, Jesus, because it is amazing. It is life to the fullest. So God, how can I do that? So when I say, and Pastor Ken was saying in the past few weeks about these blessings, don't miss the boat. Don't misunderstand what we're saying. It's not these blessings are out there for some people. It's not these blessings are for you one day when you get good enough, when, when you've worked out that secret sin that you're struggling with. It's not what I'm talking about. These blessings are for today, for right now, for you right now, this moment. As you take this breath, you have these blessings already. God is ready to give it to you. All you need to do is actually receive it. And there's an amazing thing that happens when you receive it, when you start actually living in that reality, when you start actually receiving those blessings in your life, when you start understanding, I don't need to worry about my salvation, God has it. I don't need to, I don't need to stress out, God has sealed me with his Holy Spirit. As I go through my day, it is full of you, God, so help me to live in that reality. And as you go about your day, and maybe, maybe a day is going bad or something, you can just start saying, no, 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 God is with me, and I can experience his goodness, his love, no matter what circumstance I'm going through, no matter what I'm feeling, God can just connect it all together, and he can unite you with him. And when we do that, as Paul finishes in verse 14, something else happens. God gets praise. Because it's to the praise of his glory, for it glorifies him to pour out his love and his blessings on us as his children. So then the natural next question is this, are you ready and willing to receive them? Because if you are, guess what? God's already there. He's right here waiting to just pour them out on you. To just receive them. Just, just welcome them in. I'm going to pray, and, and I'm going to pray about these blessings over your life. And I just want you to just to receive. And, and if you need prayer for anything at all today, know that every Sunday after the service, there's always people up at the front that just want to pray with you, just want to stand with you, just want to declare God's goodness, his favor, and his blessings in your life. And if you're, if you're going through something and you need prayer for that, know that we're here to stand beside you today and always. And, and we spend time every Monday... 
and every Tuesday praying for each and every single one of you, especially when you take the opportunity in the moment to write it in the friendship book and just say, hey, can you pray for this for me? And know that every Tuesday we spend dedicated time as staff praying for you. And it's, our, and it's, it's just amazing to do that. It's amazing to get to know you through those and to pray for you. But let's pray this morning. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for your word, and I thank you for just your love and your goodness. Lord God, sometimes we're stubborn and and we don't actually want to receive it. Sometimes we struggle with knowing that even in the midst of our messiness, when we don't feel we deserve it, you are still willing to give it to us. So God, soften our hearts. Allow us to hear from you. Allow us to know your favor and your blessing in our life, Lord God. Allow us to feel, to tangibly know your love this morning and always. Thank you, Lord God. We pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen.